Hello, Oakland A's fans, and welcome back to another episode of Athletics Baseball Podcast with your host, Taylor. Today, I want to talk a little bit about these last couple of games against the Orioles, how the season's going so far, and some different performances that we've been having from some of our players, good and bad. It's a little bit too early at this point to say very much with any confidence about performances from individual players and how that's going to look over the course of the whole season. But probably enough time has passed to get a little bit of an understanding as far as these players and at least talk about who is taking the right approaches, who's having great starts, and who will probably improve a little bit or maybe have a fall-off point at some point. Because right now, some guys are hot on a, on a level that they may not sustain full season, and other guys are cold in ways that they will definitely not sustain full season, because that's just not how it works over the course of a full season in baseball. But first, I would like to remind you all, please, to follow or subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. It helps to get it out there to people who also want Nay's podcast and haven't found it yet. Tell your friends and family, and check out the social media accounts that we've made associated with the podcast. That would be on Twitter, athletics underscore pod, and on Instagram, athletics underscore baseball underscore podcast. And you can reach us at our email at athleticsbaseballpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, join me in sending an email to the Oakland mayor, just reminding her how important it is to keep the A's in Oakland. Now, let's move on to how these last couple of games have gone. The last time that we talked, the A's had dropped the first game of the series to the Orioles, I believe, which put them on a five-game losing streak. And since then, the series against the Orioles has concluded, the four-game series. And on Tuesday, the A's lost 8-12 to in a game that felt pretty winnable, which has been the story for a lot of A's losses this year. This feels like a team that should be winning some of these games. I mean, that game was just sort of... The bullpen fell apart in the seventh, and the A's had already put up seven runs at that point, and fell behind by five, and... (laughs) There was a little bit of a late push in in the 8th and ninth innings, getting guys on base, and it just wasn't enough. And you can't expect your offense to outscore a team putting up 12 runs. You, you just you can't expect to win games where your offense is in an all-out slugging battle like that. And 8 runs should be enough to win a game. It should. So, as a disappointing one, it felt like it should have been a win. You know, halfway through the game, like in in the fifth inning after the A's had a big 
five-run blow-up inning to take the lead, and, well, it, it wasn't enough. So that was disappointing. And then the next game, the A's got a win, finally breaking their losing streak. They went six losses in a row, and they took that one eight to four, dominant fashion, the whole, pretty much the whole game through. It got a little bit nervy in the seventh inning when Baltimore tied it up four to four, and then the A's came out in the top of the eighth and, and put another three runs on, tacked an extra insurance run on in the ninth, and it was a confident win. And then the game on Thursday against the Orioles, the fourth game of the series, which was just uh, an ultimately disappointing travesty of a loss to to basically just have it all tied up like that in this series when, when the team... It's not too late or anything. The season's just starting, but... It would, it would have been a really nice win to collect and tied up in the ninth, and the bullpen just blew it again. I thought that this series would be splittable with the Orioles, and in every way it was a splittable series. The A's just... The team just didn't do it, and again... It's got to fall on the pitching. It's been the recurring theme for all of our losses. If we if we pitch, if we give up four runs or so, then we're at least still in the game. If we're scoring seven runs and losing, then our pitching just never gave us a chance. And the worst thing in baseball is to just not have a chance from the get-go because you expect to have bad pitching or bad defense if you're just giving away runs. Sometimes the other team takes it. They they earn it. And for the most part, the A's have not been making other teams earn their runs. They haven't been making teams hit on good pitches, they haven't been making teams take risks in order to score these runs, they just wait for the inevitable mistake, whether it's pitching or fielding, and then they take advantage. All that said, yes, there's there's a lot of frustration that I am feeling with these A's, but... It is still really early in the season. We're not even 10% of the way through. And we're 3-10, and 10, but this is not reflective of what will happen over the course of the season. At this point in time, the Angels and the Rangers are doing better than the Astros and the Mariners. I don't think that that will stay the same. The Tampa Bay Rays are now 13-0 and to start the season. And I think that might be the record. I think that might be the best start of all time at this point. Or maybe it's one game away. It's, it's up there, and that's pretty impressive. And I know they had a really 
a really weak schedule to start the season off. But now they're facing some legitimate teams. I mean, they swept the Red Sox in a four-game series, and the Red Sox I don't think will be going to the World Series this year, but they're not exactly a, a joke of a team, and they're a team that definitely should have taken one of those games, if not just split the series. Next, they've got the Blue Jays. And the Blue Jays are obviously a serious team as well. So, pretty interesting there to see how far they can keep going with that. But, at the same time, bring it back to the A's here is, I don't think that we can say that we're expecting a 162-0 and season from Tampa Bay right now. So, don't expect the A's to keep losing at the same rate as what they have been. There were easily three games, four maybe, that they should have won. And little things like an error on the field, or uh, in a couple of cases not getting strike calls that would have closed out an inning that we ended up getting scored on and falling behind because of that, but but mostly self-caused problems, errors, and, and just bad pitches. And all that said, I mean, most of the roster for the A's, it's big league guys, most of the roster. And, you know, that that's guys like Trevor May in the bullpen, who's having a rough start who is the one who on Thursday hung a pitch over the heart of the plate, giving up a a very easy walk-off home run for the Orioles. You know, he's, he's having a rough start, but he is a major leaguer, a lot of experience, and I just think that at some point he's going to figure it out. He's going to bounce back a little bit, and I don't think that we will see these same performances from him. Uh, Other similar guys that are struggling, I think the same thing. And then some guys who are doing, like I said, some guys who are doing really good will probably not keep this up all season long. And also some, you know, some people see the stat line and they overreact, but like, for example, Danny Jimenez, he's got a 5.06 ERA, and that is not pretty to look at, for a bullpen guy. Ideally, you'd want it somewhere around three and a half, which is sort of close to where he has been in the past. You know, if if you're somewhere between three and a half and four out of the bullpen, then you're doing fine. And that 5.06, we're still in small sample size territory. And we're not really going to get out of that until at least the first month of the season. And when you look at his stats, all of his earned runs came from just one game. Three earned runs in 1.1 innings. And every other game, which is four other, four other games, a total of four innings, he's been scoreless. So... 
you going to hold one bad outing against a guy? If someone gives you one bad outing in the bullpen every, I don't know, 10 games or so, then that's not bad. And there's there's a, a spot in there where he's going to settle, whether it's... He, everyone has a rough outing from time to time, so whether he has a rough day uh, once every five games, once every seven, whatever it is, his ERA is going to settle somewhere, and it's probably going to come down a little bit. On the other hand, Zach Jackson, who has been pitching very well so far this year, seven games, 6.2 innings with 10 strikeouts, and only a 1.35 ERA. So that's what you would love to see. He's only given up one earned run in that time. However, that's a stat line that usually, you know, it's too good to be true. And we're, we're early on in the season. It would be... He, he's pitching very well, and he looks good on the mound. But it would be crazy to think that we're going to see this from him over the whole season, I think. At some point, you know, everybody out of the bullpen is going to get touched up for multiple runs in less than an inning and have to get have to get yanked. And that's just the nature of the game. But so far he's doing great, and I think that what he settles into, just like with Danny Jimenez, will also be a good number, a fine number. Same thing with Sam Mull for, uh, as, as far as his situation. I think it's about the same as Danny Jimenez. He's sitting at a 4.5 ERA with six games, four innings, and he just had one one bad game in there. Other than that, he's been he's been great. He went two-thirds of an inning and gave up two earned runs. It happens, and we're going to see where he settles, and I think that he might settle somewhere under four. So we have definitely blown some of these games out of the bullpen, which is, is weird because... The bullpen is really one of the bright spots of the team. I mean, we have been able to rely on the bullpen for the most part when we need to. We just, there have been a lot of games where we haven't even had a need to really go to the bullpen at all because it was basically over before it started. (laughs) You know, a game where the bats aren't there and the starting pitching isn't there and before you even can start warming a guy up in the bullpen, we're down 5-0, or worse. Jarese Familia, I will say, has been a, a great a great spot for the bullpen so far. He's given up two earned runs in two separate outings, but he's pitched in six games, 5.1 innings, for a 3.38 ERA. And that's pretty well in line with what he has done in the past, and... I would be liable to think that he might put up somewhere around a three and a half ERA this season if he if he can maintain what he's doing. And it could it could turn out that the last minute edition of Jury's Familia 
is one of the better pickups of the offseason for the A's. I think we need to talk about the bats real quick, just for a minute. And how can I start it off with anything other than Brent Rooker, who in two games, he's hit three home runs and has eight RBIs in those two games. He has really come alive in the last couple of games, uh, basically since the game he played in in Tampa Bay, he had his first hit. He, he, had, he took a walk and had his first hit, and then after that in, in the Baltimore series, he just has opened up, and he's had two hits in each of those games, snagged one walk, and now he's sitting on a line of 333 batting average, 375 on base, and a 762 slugging. So he is really hitting the ball. Now that slugging is going to come down as his bats sort of even out, average out over a longer period of time. But he's stepping up and making, making people take notice of him and showing us, I guess, what the A's must have seen out of him in the training camp. And if he's going to be playing like this, then he's going to be huge for the team going forward. Loriano has also quietly been playing very well. Great defense in the outfield from him. Oh, Brent Rooker also had a great diving catch the other day. But Loriano, great defense out of him, and his his slash line right now, his batting average is a little low at 227. His on-base is 292, which is a little bit lower than his typical season would be, so that might come up a little bit, as well as the batting average might come up a little bit. And his slugging is at 500, which will probably come down a hair. But he has definitely been one of the bright spots on the lineup for the A's so far. And really, the outfield as a whole has just been playing very well. Asturi Ruiz has been hitting the ball. He has the most hits on the team right now with 12 hits, with a two ninety three batting average, and a three eighty three on base. He has obviously been starting most games in center field where he's been playing very well. He had his first three-hit game of, I think, his big league career on Thursday with two singles and a double, two RBIs, and two runs scored. So he's been great. He's been pretty clutch at the plate, and he's been a lot of fun to watch on the bases as well as at the plate as well as in the outfield. But one criticism that I do have of him is, and I don't know that this is a fair criticism to make, but some of the little blooper fly balls, not even really fly balls into the short center field where he's catching them off a bounce, he's really, really fast. And I feel like he... On some of these, at least, he could be getting there and making these catches, even if he has to lay out for them. And he's he's had a few great diving catches so far already this season. 
and I don't want him to overextend himself, get injured, anything crazy, but some of these are happening in crucial situations, and it feels like maybe he should be laying out a little bit more for some of these some of these short fly balls. But it is different when you're watching it on TV versus watching it actually at the field versus actually being the player playing out on the field, obviously. And right now I'm just watching on TV. So the timing... I, I don't get to see the full ball flight path. I don't get to see the actual timing, whether it's realistic to say that he should be diving for some of these balls or not. But I just, there's there's been a, a couple of instances where I have felt like it was it was catchable off of a dive and he didn't choose to do that. So that's it. That's that's my only criticism with Ruiz. Ryan Noda, he has been playing very well. His batting average is only 200. He's got six hits. One of them's a double and two of them are home runs. So his slugging is fine at 433, but really where he's shining is his patience and his plate approach with his 368 on base percentage with eight walks. And I think that leads the team in walks. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yes, it leads the team in walks by two. Second most walks is Tony Kemp with six. He also leads the team in runs scored. So if you're going to be up there in the batting order and you're going to get on base, then good things are going to happen. And along with all those walks, he's got another great stat that that I love, that really shows you something here. Ryan Noda, from, I haven't looked at everybody on the team, but from what I've seen, his pitches per plate appearance, incredibly high. And actually better than in the minors. His, his, his pitches per plate appearance stats in the minors. So in the minors, he had like a 4.0 to 4.2 sort of pitches per plate appearance stat. And here, we're seeing him at a 4.6 pitches per plate appearance. And I think that's the highest on the team. Oh, uh, Ramon Laureano is actually right there now that I'm, now that I'm seeing this. Laureano's at a 4.688, so just a hair higher actually. But everyone else that I've checked is quite far from that. And as I've talked about before, if you grind out some at-bats and you see a lot of pitches, then you're gonna get to force the pitcher to make a mistake. And you're gonna get the pitch to hit that you want. And, or you're just gonna get walked and get on base. And, you know, what could be better than that? other than, I guess, hitting a home run or, or something. But getting on base is the name of the game for the most part. And the home runs, in my opinion, the home runs are something that it just comes when you take the right plate approach and you wait for the right pitch. Then the home runs, they just come. And I think that's also exemplified 
with Ryan Noda as well with he's only got six hits, two of them are home runs. You know, that that patience at the plate, I think that it pays off. You get a lot of walks, and then you get some great pitches to hit. Now, as far as some of our other lineup guys, Jace Peterson, he's doing okay. Uh, 654 OPS, 237 batting average. It, it might come up a hair. He's sort of in the ballpark of where I would expect to see him a little bit below, maybe. You know, his, his on-base is a little bit lower than I would think that it would be. But his slugging is sort of right in line with what I would think. His average is right in line. And he is also seeing a ton of pitches per plate appearance, a little bit less than Noda and Loriano. He's got like 4.3, I think, pitches per plate appearance compared to 4.6 and 4.69, essentially. And if he keeps that up and he just keeps seeing a lot of pitches and grinding at bats, he's going to get those walks as well. He's going to get on base, and he's also going to get great opportunities, great pitches to hit. And I think that his OPS, his on-base, will both come up a little bit because of that over the course of the season. And then you've got some guys that are that are struggling a little bit right now. Aledmus Diaz, he's struggling a little bit. Uh, his batting average is 143. He's had plenty of at-bats at this point. 12 games, 42 at-bats. And... I mean, it's it's going to improve. This this is one of those guys that I was referring to when I was saying at the beginning of this podcast. Some of these some of these results are just going to improve over time because he is a professional hitter. He is a guy that can come in and take the right approach at the plate and get the results that you expect, which are, you know, somewhere a 240 to 250 batting average, maybe a a 300 on base, and a 400 slugging, somewhere, somewhere in there. And he's done it throughout his career, and I'm sure that there's a little bit of frustration for him, and I think that it will improve... But, again, I go back to the pitches per plate appearance, and he's seeing less pitches than he typically has through his career. He's, he's seeing 3.37 right now per plate appearance, and typically he would see maybe 3.6. So, to me, that's sort of indicative. He is swinging early. He is trying to be too aggressive at the plate when sometimes you need to just slow it down, get a look at what the pitcher's throwing, you do that, and everyone has their own sort of cadence, I think, at the plate, so it might not work for him to to say you need to stand there and foul off six, seven pitches in and at bat on a regular basis, you know, but he's definitely doing something different with his approach at the plate compared to what he would normally do, and I think that that's probably hurting him. Another guy struggling, Nick Allen. 
Just, he's only got one hit. He's only had 16 at-bats as well. He has not really had a lot of opportunities at the plate. And he also hasn't made the most of them. One walk and one hit. He's only got two strikeouts, so he's not whiffing. But I think that for him, it's just, like, obviously that's not a result that would stick around if he played the full length of the season. He's not going to have a .063 batting average like he does right now. But I think that this, for him, is probably a lack of opportunity. And he should, I think he should be getting more of an opportunity out there on that field. It's tough right now with the A's because you want to put the best team out there that you can each day to try and get a win and have the best results on the field, but you don't want to sacrifice getting the young guys enough opportunity in the big leagues to sort of develop and reach their potential. And I feel like, and I hope, Nick Allen will get his chances and get more playing time and that they won't just option him down to AAA already. But they they also brought Kevin Smith up the other day, and he's had about the same amount of opportunities this season as Nick Allen, and he's only got two hits to Allen's one hit. So they're sitting in about the same boat right now, and that boat is neither of them have really had enough run in this season to say much at all. I think. Now, I say Kevin Smith just got brought up, and that is because we've got some injuries. We've got some some changes happening on the team because of these injuries. Seth Brown is out for what I saw was about four weeks, is the estimate, for a left oblique strain, which I, I believe he got trying to check a swing in one of the games the other day. Definitely a disappointment. He is, at at the very least, you can say he is one of the better hitters on the A's. Just out and out. And he was my pick for end of the season best hitter on the team. And also making a step forward over last year, an improvement. Now all of that can still happen. He's not. He doesn't have a season-ending injury, and I, if he gets the right rest and recovery, then it should be something that wouldn't inhibit his playing going forward. So it, it definitely hurts to lose him on the lineup. On the other hand, we, we get a little bit more opportunity at this point to get some better looks at Brent Rooker and at Connor Capel, who are getting a little bit more playing time now with Seth Brown not in the outfield. And the month that Seth Brown should be on the IL will give both of those guys some great chances and might result in a guy like maybe J.J. Blade getting his call up for more of probably a brief stint before Seth Brown makes his return. And then Domingo Acevedo, who has been a very good pitcher in the past for the team, he 
has been struggling this season, and now he finds himself on the injured list with a left back strain. It's uh, the 15-day injured list, so we don't really know for sure how long he's actually going to be out. But in the meantime, the team called up Chad Smith, who, if you remember some of my episodes from before the season started, I was actually thinking Chad Smith would make the club on opening day. And I think that he could be a guy that has that stuff to do that, to to be successful at the big leagues. And I think that he had it before the season started. And, well, he's only had one appearance so far, but he went two innings and gave up no runs and struck three guys out with one hit and no walks. So that's a pretty good MLB debut. Well, I guess that's not technically his MLB debut, but it's his Oakland A's debut. He pitched for the for the Rockies last season, 18 innings he played. So he's got a great Oakland debut, two innings, no runs, one hit, and I'm pretty excited about Chad Smith, actually. And I also want Domingo Acevedo to come back and be healthy and play very well and maybe we can find room for both of them. But with Domingo Acevedo's rough start, 13.5 ERA and 5.1 innings pitched, I think that we probably see him get a minor league rehab stint before he makes his way back to the A's so that so that the team can not only make sure that he's healthy, but that he's feeling good and throwing the ball well. Other injury news, we got Freddie Tarnock. He was moved from the 15-day injured list to the 60-day. It might not, because of a strained shoulder on his throwing arm, but that it might not be a cause for concern, because it could just be that that was sort of the timetable anyways. They don't want to rush it, and... When you do this, it frees up a roster spot. So we'll just sort of have to see how he recovers and where he's at. With with such a lengthy stay on the IL, he's definitely going to need a rehab start. And he might have ended up starting, in, out, starting out in AAA anyway this season. And I think that's pretty much it. I haven't really heard any... New news on Rosinski or Blackburn and their recoveries. And I also haven't heard anything about Manny Pena. But in the meantime, Carlos Perez has been hitting the ball very well for us. But all in all, there's there's a ton to talk about with the A's. And nothing really means that much yet. The numbers are going to be a lot more meaningful. The stats that we see are going to be a lot more meaningful in about two more weeks. Once we're once we're sitting about a month into the season, I wouldn't put much stock in any of these stats until until then. Well, that'll be it for today. Thank you all for tuning in again for another episode of Athletics Baseball Podcast.
and I will see you guys on Monday. I'll have a new episode out for you then. Have a great weekend. See you next time.